Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, show number 202, May the 17th, 2022. Dave, before we get rolling in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Battle of Alberta, Luke's Lock of the Week, and everything else we seem to talk about. Uh, I did a little bit of, I'm kind of uh, between projects right now, so I got a little bit of free time on my hand. Today I was pulling some weeds out in my our little front yard here. And then out in the backyard, I was doing the same thing. And there's some dandelions that start, start sprouting up. Dave, I know you live on a corner lot. How far do you encroach onto your neighbor's uh, property when you start helping them with their weeding and, and their gardening? Is it one foot, not at all, or do you just keep going so you don't want to go no more? I don't. I we <laughs> In my house, we have a bunch of flowering uh gardens and boxes and that kind of shit but my lawn as far as my lot go lawn goes i have two spray canisters one is for dandelions one is roundup and i and i leave it on the front i don't i don't do my neighbors because i asked them like 10 years ago like do you want me to do your thing no 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 i'm i'm good so i don't and then everything else, like as far as if my back alley, I don't ask permission. I fucking round up everything. That's that's how uh, Margaret is at the back at the uh, the homeland of Fort McLeod. She just does the whole back alley because just if you, if you don't and the neighbor doesn't do it, then the whole thing becomes a wreck. And if you get enough, you get enough roundup or, or wherewithal or time, it's just easier just to do it because you wait for someone else to do it. It won't get done. It'll be a, a constant problem. I can't stand weeds and dandelions and the rest of my, on my lawn. It drives me absolutely nuts. So I, 
I went and bought a little tool today to get them out of the ground, but I'm sure people who tuned in the 1420 podcast don't don't care much about our, our green thumbs and the rest. But uh, one of those stand up things where you stand up, twist it, then poke it out. Is that what that's you mean? Exactly what I got. Yeah. It, now, it, it I worked have a fantastically. Yeah. No, that's yep. a, it's a handy because little tool. My uh, dad, dad first bought one about uh, eight, nine years ago, and we still use it back in the home. Line. I went and got my own today to, over at the home hardware. Works fantastically. But, anyways, Dave, that's enough of our uh, garden. No, no, I got one more question. Okay, go ahead. You're, you're a member of a homeowner association. What the fuck? Are, how come you're not on the a blower and saying, this is my monthly dues? I think because I just like doing it. And then they're busy this time of year. And I don't know when they're going to get around. And it might get away from itself. I noticed from my walk over to the home hardware today that the daddy lines were starting to sprout up a little bit. And I, I think if I didn't get a handle on it myself, then it would get out of hand in, in the coming uh, days and weeks ahead. Well, good for you. Just looking after, just looking after. Of course, uh, I asked, I'm just looking after myself. Like if the neighbor's place goes for shit, I, whatever, man. But I'll look after my, I'll go about a foot either side and call her good. It's kind of how I'll do it. Okay. Well, otherwise yeah, you end up keep, you go down the whole alleyway and you end up doing, pulling down your lines for weeks. And then the thing is, Dave, if, if I don't stop, if I do it once, do they expect it every time? Because I'm not close with these people at all. I don't know their names at all. I really, we, we share walls with some of these people. I don't even know their names. So yeah, but you don't want to see Danny lines, and that's I don't want to see Danny lines. So do I? If they if you if they see me doing it once, they're going to expect it every time, and I don't I don't want that. Yeah, it's, it's not like you're a uh, a 12 year old kid trying to get some uh, Slurpee money here. If it was beer money, or if there was a box of beer in the back, and every time I pulled a weed, there was an extra beer or something like whatever, be one thing or another. But just yeah, to do it, a little my heart for the effort. Yeah, it's throw me a coffee or a donut or whatever. But just because I'm supposed to do it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, don't expect it. No. Anyways, Dave, the uh, first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs ended with a bang on Sunday night. A couple of game sevens with the Rangers and the, the Penguins. Then we had the Flames and the uh, and the Dallas Stars. What a pair of hockey games those were. But we'll get into that in a second here. But let's go on to Saturday night where, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs can't over, overstep the uh, the mighty, mighty Tampa Bay Lightning or wherever they play. They can't overstep the, the, the Demon. That's the first round. And they lost 2-1. Uh, controversial goal disallowed from a penalty, which was a penalty. Um, the Leafs just don't got it. And they had their post-mortem uh, conferences today and meeting with the media and everything else. They basically are going to stand by with what they got. I don't believe that for a second, because if you stand by with what you got and you haven't uh, got past the first round in 18 years, that's definitely the, uh, the definition of insanity. Um, what they can do with the payroll they have, I do not know because they're going to be, they're pretty tight restrictions. They need a goaltender. They got to sign Campbell, blah, blah, blah. But Dave, was there when it went to game seven? Did you have any doubt that the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to lose that game on Saturday night? Absolutely not. And I believe when we did our uh, prognostication thing, I said if the Leafs, they, if they don't win in six, they're going to lose in seven. Yeah. I think he can play back the tape, which is what happened. And you know what? In that series, the Leafs got right fucking job in grade six. In, Grade six in game six. Yeah. They for sure did. They 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 actually should have won that series. And you know, in 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 contrast to years past, I don't think the Leafs choked. I think the Leafs, and this might sound uh, a little bit mawkish. Um I think this was a step forward, even though they didn't win a playoff series for the 
first time in 20 odd years. I, I, I think this is a step forward and, and with the salary cap, what it is and, and where the Leafs are with their players and the money owed to these players coming forward. It stands to reason that they're going to be a little bit better next year and Tampa is going to be a little bit shittier just because of age and Tampa's up against the cap as well. And, and I don't know what else they can do without a major trade. And uh, what are you going to trade? What are you going to do? The Leafs were that fucking close and the refs fucked them out of that series. The refs did the get them on, on uh, Thursday night. We just uh, before our show last Thursday, before show, show 201. And it was, uh, it was uh, unfortunate. The, the thing is, Dave, as a Leafs guy, and even Deanne, she's a, a bigger Leafs fan than that. We, we saw her parents on uh, her family on Sunday. Um, the thing is, is that, yes, disappointment was a thing, but there was no anger. There was no, like, fuck sakes. There was no nothing. It was like, they just got beat. Like, and it was just a nothing you could do. Tampa, they're just as good as Tampa. There's no, there's no getting around that. They're, they're, they just got beat by a couple of horseshit calls in, in game game six, or maybe a horseshit call in game seven on, on a Tavares no, no goal. Um, Vasilevsky finally uh, got got in front of himself on in game seven, made made one more save than 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 Campbell did, and there was a close game, and they they just got beat. It was like they did, like you said, they didn't choke, they didn't fall apart. It wasn't they disaster. showed up. They, they showed up, hard, they played yeah. hard, everything, all the players did, but they were supposed to. Matthew scored nine points in seven games, whatever it was. Their goaltending was good enough. Riley played well. Like all the guys who they paid to play well played well. Tampa is just a bit of a wagon right now. And, and to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And Toronto, unfortunately, got, got stuck up against a, a, an opponent in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it, it, it sounds like I'm, I am making a bit of a mockery. And then forever in my adult life, I was actually kind of cheering for the Leafs. I wanted them to win. Yeah. So, um, so it's not me this year. Like, so if me cheering against the Leafs was the the harbinger of bad things to come for that franchise, it wasn't because of me this time. I, I wanted them to win. It was actually kind of funny. The the night of Game Seven, it was my nephew's birthday, and so we were at uh, my brother in law and uh, his house. And my father-in-law clearly was there, who's the Leafs fan. Like he's been, and I had it on on the TV. Yeah. Uh, and then so in the breaks, like, and he didn't watch. He goes, "No, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch." I go, "Do you want to know?" He goes, "Just let me. Yeah, let me know if it's good." And then so I was pretty quiet. And then I came back to the table every now and then, like when when there was breaks, is when I would go watch. And then I come back. You're not saying anything. Nope. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how you how they, there's just such a sense of just defeat before it even starts and there's just the the cloud of the charlie brown cloud of negativity just rolls over that that franchise it's biggest it's tough because they, I have, know. they have such a, a huge following throughout not just toronto but throughout canada and it's it, it's it, it is too bad you move on uh, date to your uh your divorce divorcees the edmonton oilers Connor McDavid was not going to be denied a second round, uh, a second round against the Calgary Flames, wherever the, the opponent was going to be. He was a wagon on 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 Saturday night. That goal he scored with about five six minutes left, whatever it was, he wasn't going to be denied. He went through the, the whole team twice, basically got his own rebound twice, 
and finally scored the game winner. Uh, sense of relief went over the uh, what they're called the moss pit in in uh, outside of uh, whatever. It's another one of those Rogers Ice Place, Palace. Rogers Arenas, whatever. Ice Palace, Cats, yeah. Cats the, the Cats Dome, Cat, the Cats uh, box, the crowd the went box. crazy. Uh, set up a, a first, a second, first round victory for the Edmonton Oilers in the first time in a couple of years. Man, McDavid, he showed his worth. He made his money that night. Uh, he was, like I said, he was a wagon that night, and he made sure that they weren't going to be denied a second-round uh, playoff round. Yeah, that was an impressive effort Impressive effort by him. It was nice that the Oilers got that goal from, uh, I think it was, oh, it was the CC. Is that his name? I, it yeah. was a no-namer. Um, and so even when you're playing from the lead, like with a one-goal lead, it allows you to be aggressive, but at least have a little bit of margin for error. And the Oilers played really well that night. And, you know, I think the difference in that game was um, McDavid calling out Mike Smith after the, the game five. So we scored enough goals. We should have won. Yeah, you, you know, score four goals. We got to win. You know, win. fuck you, Mike Smith. Like, I, I can't stand that fucking guy. He's a lot. I, he is a lot. And then, you know, he, he'll he let you all know all day he got a, a shutout in game seven. But that's because the team's scared fucking shitless about giving up a shot, right? You know, when, you, when, you, when you're when you that goalie, that the Rollison-type goalie, which Edmonton has had for fucking ever, they just – they'll make eight 10-bell saves and they'll let in the sneaker through the, the legs. It just is a backbreaker. And that's what Mike Smith is, and he can fuck right off. I hate that fucking guy. They're gonna have. We'll, we'll get into the Battle of Alberta in a second here, but we'll. They're, you're gonna see the Calgary Flames are going to. Uh, they're gonna have a major goaltending advantage over them to others in the second round. There's no doubt in my mind about that with Markstrom and everything else. Uh, yeah. Go to the other game seven that happened Saturday. It was great for uh, for hockey with the three game sevens. The Bruins, Carolina. I had the game on. I w- I thought for sure that Boston, just with their experience, and they had one more run—not a maybe a Stanley Cup run, but a uh, maybe a second or third round run in them with with Marchant, Bergeron, and 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 the, and the like. I thought they had one more uh, little run in them, but it uh, wasn't meant to be. Trade line acquisition, Max Domi, who I'm I used to be a fan of, but for some reason I'm not anymore. I think there's a reason why that boy's been traded as many times as he has been in his, in his young career. Um, might say something about his character. That's all speculation, of course, but no one's fucking listening anyway. So say what you want or whatever you want and you listen there. But well, uh, you get th- traded four fucking times in three years. Like, yeah, Domi, uh, there's you know, a reason. Had two goals and an assist. He was uh, definitely the factor trade line acquisition to from Columbus, I believe. And then Carolina moves on, and that might be the end of the uh, the Bruins. Um, I don't want to say dynasty, but the Bruins legacy team, I guess is a better way of putting it. The legacy team is a fair, is a fair. Um, Dynasties, you got to win two or three, you know, and they got one. Right. And they, then only, they only got their one. They, else. They've, been, they've been a threat forever for, yeah. for 10 years now. They've been a threat. And, um, you know, I'm not a Bruins fan. I, I never cheer for them. But was it uh, Bergevin uh, that was on the, did you see that clip at the, after that game? He yeah. stood by the thing and hugged every one of his teammates. Yeah, and that's pretty much saying that uh, I'm out. Yeah. yeah, and and you know what do you say? He's been he's been a hell of a player, hell of a leader, hell of a contributor. 
Um, um, his time with Team Canada and in international play, you can't say enough about what he does. He contributes there. Just so fucking good. Just so good. And that's what I like about that guy, even though he is a Bruin. You know, even though he may not have made a decision yet, but I, I've heard before when guys with long-term careers, once it leaks into your head a little bit, you're done. Like you cannot, you could say that I'm, well, I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. But once that, that thought process is there, that's it. Because if you're not committed, especially when you get up in age, if you're not committed hundred percent, it's tougher and tougher to get out of bed every morning and to do it. Yeah. And it's not about being committed at game time. It's committed to the rest of the work, the rest of the work, getting on the bike, hitting the gym, doing this, doing all the shit, not practice time, taking care of your body. And then as you get older, like, you know, you don't heal as fast and I'll massage treatment and then your nicks, your bruises. And like, do I want to fucking wake up? Like, especially, you know, come whatever, August and you're, you're, you're just getting out of bed now. And I'm like, I don't hurt. Like yeah. you know, my my hips feel fine. My knees. I don't, don't going to skate anymore. I'm good. And I, I don't have to skate. I'm, I'm I'm I'll skate when I want to, not because I have to. And and my feet don't hurt. And money's not an object. And and I gotta guess that uh, he has he's set up to do whatever he wants to do for the rest of the, his life, whether it be coaching or whatever. But just the daily grind of '82, and never mind a cup run which is you know four rounds that take as much as out of your body as as the, as the 82 could yeah you, you know, know it's he's had a great career and that marshawn i think he's an unrestricted free agent anyways he might look for different pastures too but he's, he's not he's getting pretty long in the tooth as well so you're gonna see a different bruins team next year for sure uh move on to sunday two more games uh both went to overtime fantastic hockey games man oh man i I was I was shocked when uh, well I mean it was uh, extenuating circumstances that uh, Crosby got hurt uh, with a concussion couldn't play in Game Six the Rangers came back took it to seven Rangers win that one and seven couple of bad bad bounces bad goals here and there um, a shitty rule that a player can't play that a helmet helmet ripped off his head resulted in the, in the tying goal uh, Zabanajad scored in overtime to win Sidney Crosby said today he, today he wants to play three more years. Um, Pittsburgh, they're another team we talked about last week, Dave, where you, you have Latang gone and you have Malkin gone. They offer them each five million bucks a year because they don't have any money and they're looking at the future, trying to, you know, we're going to give 35 year old guys this much money. And Crosby said he's got three more years left. You're going to see a much different uh, Penguins team. They have how many Stanley Cups in the last how many years? Um, that one's the end of an era as well. That, I, think that, that's got, for sure. I, I think Pittsburgh got fucked as well by the officiating. Oh yeah. Like, so that's like it's 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 pretty rare that I think a, a team gets right fucking jobbed in this series. I believe Toronto got fucking jobbed. I believe Pittsburgh got fucking jobbed. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a shame when when we always say like how how competitive and how amped up the NHL playoffs are. It's it's so different than than the regular season. And some of these officials think they're 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 officiating game forty two on a on a night in in Columbus. 
Like this isn't that. And these guys fuck up and they drop the ball and they're costing guys uh, a chance to move on. And they fucked it up. They fucked up. The, the officials fucked up and changed the result of two oh, It seems like a lot. It happens a lot, Dave. I don't like it. Like being an official in, you know, at a lower this league level. Off. It yeah, right, I, I don't like off. it the way that – and nothing really happens. Yes, they might lose lose assignments for the next round and everything else. But it just seems to be happening a lot more. Yes, the speed of the game is faster than ever. A lot can happen. So is there a need? I mean, we beat this this horse uh, dead a lot. Is there a need for some kind of a universal, a wider array, a, a wider array of instant replay? That more things need to be reviewed, which will slow uh, the game down. But do you want it right or do you want it or, or do you want the game to go fast? See, I don't have an answer to that. I don't. I do not because I think about it. But like, I do know that those officials that fucked up game. I think it was four for Pittsburgh that handed it to the Rangers. That crew is gone from the the. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. The rest of the playoffs. They won't be getting any more assignments. Yeah. Same with the guys in game five for the Leaf series, I think it was, or six of the Leaf series are there as well. You know, and and good. And I don't know what else the league can do, right? Because now, you know, you have less teams, you have less games, you need less crews. Fucking weed them out because, and you know, know, I'm not saying name them because I don't want to dox these fucking guys because I'm sure they didn't plan on fucking it up. But at the end of the day, they fucked it up. They, They turned the series, they... They changed the fortunes of a team chasing the Stanley Cup, yeah. and 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 when there's when the line is so fine, it makes a difference, and you just cost you cost teams millions of dollars, and you and you cause Vegas like I don't know maybe Vegas has to get fucking involved and and start hiring officials. Uh, so that's what it was on. It was on the sports radio today. They were talking because every every we, we're we're in the sports betting business now too. With, with a bulldog, but you look at every commercial break, it's, it, it's 360 bet it's bet 99 it's, it's MGM bet. Like now that they, they can't, they don't want to like Sutter said today, we'll talk about that in the next segment. They shouldn't don't, don't ask us who's not playing. So I'm, we're not telling you. So quit asking, like, don't, we're not going to give you just um, injury things, but pretty soon with the NHL 100% in bed with these betting companies, they're going to have to say something. They're going to have to be accountable for these referees because this is costing, this is a billion dollar industry, this betting stuff, right? So the NHL is going to do something about this officiating because it's costing teams games. It is. It, 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 it flat out is. Prop bets, you know, the whole thing. The that fucking, the, the one call that just popped in my head, Giordano was in the defensive zone and the puck got shot at him and hit the shaft of his stick and bounced over. Yeah. And they called him for uh over the glass. Horseshit call. An absolute horseshit call. And like, let it all, I don't fucking care. That's like sure, maybe by the letter of the law, if you squint, that was a penalty. But there was zero goddamn intent. Zero intent. 
And like, you know, when, when that shit is getting called in the playoffs, it's just, I goes like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then I don't want to say the, the fix is in because I got to think the NHL wants Toronto to advance as much as the Rangers. That's probably, I'm sorry, as much as probably more than the lightning, but I don't know. Christ, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, then who knows what's going through? Maybe they want to try and validate the fact that uh, Tampa only has a cup and a half and they want to get them in their second. There you go. You never know. Move on, Dave. It's the most exciting game of the weekend. Man, oh, man, we were, I was out for dinner, uh, caught the second and third period, and then into overtime with uh, Calgary and the Dallas Stars. And Calgary fucking near got goalied, man, because they they took 140 shots on net that, that or took 140 shot attempts. 68 of them, I think, hit the net. This, this Ottinger, I never heard of the guy before this playoff series. This playoff series, he made 66 saves, and this guy was the difference. I thought for sure that Calgary was going to get goalied in this because it was it was leaning that way, and Dallas hit the post about five minutes into the first overtime that it was looking this way, and it wasn't looking good for Dallas because over the years, when you get that many chances, especially when it goes to overtime, something chintzy. Some flip shot goes off somebody's ass and goes in the net, and the team with the most opportunities usually loses. And I thought for sure on Sunday night that was going to happen. I had a hankering too. And, you know, as much as I love to see the Flames lose, I would have felt bad for them because I watched a good good portion. I watched about uh, halfway through the second right to the end of the game. And holy fucking shit, that Ottinger – Put on a clinic. Yeah, like I haven't seen a goalie like that since Dominic Kasich. It was unbelievable. He, it was absolutely unbelievable. Like the 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 two goals that Calgary scored were just such like a tip and then just a razor thin window for for Kachuk fr- from a bad angle. But it was perfectly placed. It was a it was a wonderful goal. Holy fucking shit, was that kid good? And and Calgary did everything. Everything they could. And even Marstrom, their goalie, like he played super he too. Some, he, he had to make some saves and it, when it got into overtime and there was pucks that were bouncing around and it was, it was really, oh, Jesus, oh, fuck. Like I was swearing and I was making saves like I was 22 years old again on the couch. And it was, uh, it was, exci- it was exciting hockey and the Sea Red was alive and well in the Saddle Dome in Calgary. And Brady Kachuk is, uh, he's on a bit of a twister, cheering on his brother, going, going, uh, why wouldn't you? I actually having a good appreciate time. that. You know, yep. I do too, Dave. I appreciate a guy, a guy cheering for his brother, having a good time, rubbing elbows with the fans. Why not? I think it's fantastic what he's doing. Yeah, not sitting in a box. Sitting in down the with the fans, yeah, he's having you a good time and doing just it. Giving her, yeah, like he's probably hitting the red mile after the games. Everything else, he'll be in Calgary, I'm sure, tomorrow night when Game One happens. But no, it's exciting to see. Uh, we're going to set up the, the Battle of Alberta, but yeah, it was that, that those uh, games in the weekend were fun to watch. That's the way hockey's supposed to be played. And uh, yeah, you can't do it all season long, but when the the chips are on the line, there's nothing better than Game Seven in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, yeah, especially, you know, like the, with the Calgary fan, I can only imagine I was so glad I wasn't a fan of either team because, well, especially a Dallas fan, because you're feeling so lucky just to be in the position to win this game. And then as a Cali, Calgary fan, it's like, fuck, we, we outshot them, whatever, 62 to 28. But it's not about the shot total. It's about the next shot. Yeah. It's about the next shot. And like you said, they they rang 
they rang one off the bar off the oh, iron and, and then that would have been it and like you know even calgary like quote unquote deserved to win they were the better team like on the, aside from the goalie they were the better team calgary brought the fucking house all yeah. game all game those dallas guys everybody but ottinger should just go like stand in the corner and 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 yeah. and, and just no, it was it was uh, it was exciting. It was unbelievable to watch. It was a lot of fun. Uh, round two st- started tonight. Tampa, they're they're a wagon. They're just rolled rolled through Florida tonight, four one, one one right now with St. Louis and Colorado. And the Battle of Alberta starts tomorrow night. And then a, a series that nobody seems to really care about. Uh, you got the Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, but the Battle of Alberta, we'll get into that a little bit here, Dave. First time in thirty one years that's going to happen. We'll talk more in the next segment. The fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Dave, for the first time since 1991, the Battle of Alberta is going to take place to uh, two hours to the north of us and another three hours to the north of that between Calgary and Edmonton. Um, some vicious battles in the past. You got names like Semenko, Hunter, Patillo, Poplinski, Vernon, Fuhr. Not to mention Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry and Glenn Anderson and Joe Newendike and Gary Roberts and Lanny McDonald and Darren and on and on and on the Fuck names Mike. go. Fuck Theron Fleury. Well, Fleury, he's, he's got a pretty historic goal. The last, uh, the last battle of Alberta, he scored that overtime winner, was skating down the ice, being a jackass. But anyways, that's when he wasn't a complete knucklehead. But um, the names go on and on and on. Dave. Uh, this is right in our wheelhouse back in the 80s. We, the, the, those battles of Alberta, uh, the Oilers lead 4-1 in the playoffs uh, series. The one time the Calgary Flames did win was 1986 with the own goal off Steve Smith's uh, foot uh, or, or off Grant Fuhr's foot that Steve Smith fired in the net. The goal was credited to Perry Barazan back in 86, and the Flames went to the Stanley Cup final only to lose to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, those Oilers teams were fantastic. The, the Stanley Cup had where the finals went through Alberta for a long, long time. Uh, Dave, what's some of your memories from the Battle of Alberta back in the 80s and the, in the early 90s? Well, the, like I remember just the dominance of the Oilers uh, when those when those series first started, when the Oilers first went to the Cup and lost the Islanders, then rang off two in a row, and then Calgary just got better and better. And then, and then as did the Winnipeg Jets. You know the the I think it was called the Smythe Smythe Division, time. yeah, yeah. Between Calgary, Edmonton, and the Winnipeg Jets, those three teams were probably in the top seven teams in the league for yeah. a long time. And even Winnipeg beat Calgary, so Edmonton didn't always have to beat Calgary to go to the Cup. Um, but good God, I remember when the when Calgary started getting good, and those games started getting a little bit greasier and grindier and then you would have tim hunter and Samanko squaring off you'd have messier fighting you would have uh 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 glenn hatterson fucking spearing guys mike bullard uh i think he robbed him of a testicle with one of those spears uh, just the absolute insanity back in the day. I remember Nick Fatio ripping off a, a Flames uh, Oilers jersey. I can't remember who the player was and stomping it on on the bench and and it shredded basically shredding it to pieces with the skates on the bench. It was uh, it was crazy to watch. You had 
it, the the thing is, Dave, like out of the like, yes, the, the orders have a, a, a 4-1 lead in the playoffs all time. Three of those series went the distance of seven games, is how close they were. And they weren't gimmies at all. Those Calgary teams were fucking good. I mean, but the, the X factor was that the Oilers had a guy by the name of Gretzky. And that was a huge, huge, huge deal, obviously. The the goaltending, obviously, what went into the way of the uh, Edmonton Oilers with, with Grant Fuhr compared to Mike Vernon. Vernon, is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, uh, he's that's up for debate forever and ever. But he was damn good, and he was more than serviceable for those for those teams back in the in the eighties, um, the fe- the thing I remember most, Dave, is that living in Alberta, uh, no matter how close you are to Calgary or Edmonton, um, there seems to be a divide for whatever reason. There are there, it's fifty percent Flames fans and it's fifty percent Oilers fans, and, and that's that's not a, a that's not a, a a false statement. I put it out on the Twitter machine uh, yesterday. I think it was for who people are, are going to say is going to win this series. And the, the final was a 52 to 48% with, I think it was a, about 70, 75 votes. And people were like, and it, and it's never a, a, who do they, th- it's who do they want to win when it comes down to it? Who do they think? And so there it's, it's split down the middle in this province. I remember back when I was a kid, the fights that would happen in the schoolyard and the fights that would happen you'd hear in bars and things between the two fan bases. I hope it's not like, like that. Once we get to the, these games starting tomorrow night throughout, throughout our problems, we got enough problems here. It is with people mad at each other for God knows what, but I remember that about the, this, the uh, battle of Alberta more than some of the things on the, on the ice as the shenanigans off the ice. It's going to be interesting, and I thought about that a little bit because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of anti-vaxxers on both sides. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking uh, convoy and freedom guys on uh, guys and girls on both sides. Can can vaxxers and anti-vaxxers get together and cheer for the same team? Are you going to be able to go on the same? It's going to be an interesting social experiment, right? Because yeah. you can be cheering sitting there next to, I'm sorry for bringing, I don't think this is politics. This is society now. We all know exactly what I'm talking about. And everybody sees and and has conversations about this. And you, you disagree with certain people on certain things as far as the COVID uh, situation goes, or Dave, is this but something? Is, but, is but this does, something we actually should have had two fucking years ago that might bring us together finally? The uniting, that's Maybe. what right? like, might, I remember. Because Sutter talked about it today in, in his presser, talked about there's three things that bring out uh, Albertans together, and the first thing was sport. The other was religion, and the third was was music. And he said, "But sport brings Albertans together." And and he was he goes. There's six generations of Sutters in his family, six generations. And there's Oilers fans on some side, and and Flames fans on the other. So this might actually do something to bring this 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 polarizing thing that we we've had for the last two years in this crazy world we've been living in. This Battle of Alberta might actually bring this fucking country together. Good well, point. It, it, I will it might because we we well we, we talked about it with the soccer right like when Canada qualified for the World Cup and then you know it was a unifying thing because everybody's cheering for the flag for the right reason and now even though it's a flame or other thing now 
you might be sitting next to someone that you disagree with completely on every issue, socially, politically, and what have you, but you're both wearing a a, a McDavid jersey. Yeah. And you're sitting. So you know what? You know that's that's what everybody. When I say everybody, that so many people say that about politics and about society let's not talk about what separates us let's not let's talk about what unifies us and then so now you have some unifying you have unifying whether you're wearing a flames jersey or an oilers jersey and you're watching the same game with two different things you can't be divided in your your, um, rooting interest in that sport but you're united in your love for the sport and you're united in your in your care factor, even though your care factor is different than my care factor. We're cheering for the exact same thing, but it just happens to be a different jersey. But we all live in the same city, and and we're we're uniting together to watch sport together. And I and I I, I think that sport is one of those wonderful things that actually removes all stigmas, removes all backgrounds and as fans you can get together and congregate in the in a single place and and look at the same thing and like now you're not looking through it looking at this thing through a lens you're just watching it because whatever happens happens because in like exactly whatever happens happens is nothing you control about it's it's there's no the other it's not an opinion based situation yeah it's this or that you can like a team or you can't or, or you don't like a team you can be, you can cheer for a team, you can, or you can cheer against a team, but it's just, it, there's no um, conspiracy theories here. This is right. just the facts, man. This is it. There's a place here in Lethbridge, the uh, friend of mine, Jason Hoopelhauser, he uh, organized some at, at Honkers Pub, a Battle of Alberta thing, and their people are signing up to go, and the, it's a big, big, uh, going to have a big event throughout the, the, the rest of the uh throughout the, this playoff round and hopefully people go and have a good time and, and put everything else behind them for the crazy two years that we've had here in uh, Alberta, in Canada and the rest of the world. And it might, this might be a unifying thing that we need in this kind in, in especially in our province, which has been quite, um, quite uh, sided per se is when, it, whether you believe one thing or the other, I don't care, but this might be something that actually will bring people together because there's going to be people at some point, like you said, that, we're at protests for different reasons that might both be wearing an Oilers jersey, might be wearing a Flames jersey. They might uh, be liking and sharing something or or retweeting something or whatever that they didn't realize that, huh, maybe that person isn't such a bad person after all because maybe we just had a different opinion for something that we didn't really knew nothing about. And this is something we can just put the rest of it behind us for if it's only 10 days, it's still 10 days better than we had for 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 for, for a long time. Yeah, and what like and 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 this is what unites us, right? You know, you have something in common, and that's where that's what gets you to the table. You got to have something in common. You have to have a place to start. And then, like, I'm not suggesting that this is going to solve all the woes, divisions, fissures that we have in in our province and our country right now. But I am going to suggest that this this might remind people that everybody on the other side is an is not necessarily an absolute fucking dick. No, I think it's going to be nice, and it's going to it's going to get rid of like the the news is going to be different for for ten days here in Alberta. It's going to be a lot more um, uh, it's frolicky a, a word. It's going to be a lot more lighthearted, I think, depending on on what side is up in the series or down in the series. Um, let's hope that there's not 
um, any insane violence. I'm, I'm going to assume there's going to be something that's going to happen because that's just how people are. I mean, it happened in the, the 80s when, when I was growing up, seeing people fight between the, each other for whatever reason, a few too many Bud Lights or whatever there was going on. It happens no matter what can happen through a, a chess game. People drink too much and they can get a, get aggro each other. So let's not, let's not blame sports, but um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be gr- very good hockey. I think that McDavid is the X factor for the Oilers, but I don't think he's enough to beat that Calgary team. I don't think Mike Smith is good enough to beat Markstrom. Um, and I think uh, once again, I said it before in this podcast, I'll say it again. You show me a good goalie and I'll show you a good coach. Markstrom's a better goalie than Smith. And, Was that it? and then to top it off, Sutter is a better, better coach than whatever that guy's name is for Oilers this week. He's a new guy. Godlinson or something. I don't even know. Um, probably shouldn't know supposed to do research on these on this as we're podcast hosts but um just those two facts alone between the goaltending and sutter mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner i think that calgary probably has the advantage in this series i say calgary i i think it's going to be a quick one i say calgary in five uh i'm gonna go oilers in seven because i will never ever ever even though we're divorced i can never pick the flames to beat the oilers and i won't <laughs> um I, I think mike smith is one of those guys even though i don't trust him as far as i can kick him He's one of those guys that when he has a chip on his shoulder, that's when he's going to play his best. And I think he has an ax to grind. And, you know, I, I, I hope he, he, he has an ax to grind. I hope he, he, he thinks he has something to prove because you do Mike Smith, you do have something to prove because you ain't as good as you fucking tell people you're 39 years old. What? 42. 40, like, I don't know. He's 40. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking old. This is this is your last kick. This is it. This is it. So fucking just do your goddamn job. I don't need you to go all Ottinger on the, on everybody or anything like that. You don't have to do that. But don't let him stop all the easy ones. Stop all the easy ones and most of the hard ones and give give your team a chance. And don't gift them any like yeah. you want to do every two or three games. And then like so like yeah like I say even though we're divorced. There's no way in hell I am ever picking the Calgary Flames to beat the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs. If you were uh, recently divorced, like you, you've been divorced for 10, 15 years now, with the, yeah. with you, let, let's make this clear to our listeners who've been listening for the first time or, or 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 just new. Dave's still happily married for twenty some years now. So I'm not we're not talking about his actual life. We're talking about his divorce from the Edmonton Oilers. He gave up on that. 
uh, years and years ago. So Dave, about when 15 I, years, I'd 15 say. years ago, if you were two or three years into that divorce, would have you have had some bitterness towards the orders and may, maybe have cheered for the flames in this situation? Like if, if you're, no, like, goodness like if you're, if you're late, if you're later on in life, you didn't ha- and you didn't have a no. kid. Um, never, ever. No, fuck no. Because like my hate for the flames was, it was always as strong as, uh, my uh, my love for the Oilers. And I will say this, my hate for the Flames has waned. I don't hate them with the passion I used to, but I still want them to lose. I still want them to lose. And, and I, you know, and I, st- I want the Flames to lose more than I want the Oilers to win. That's where I stand on that. And, and you know, th- this isn't real life relationship. I'm not going to cheat on, on the Oilers with the flames because I think they'll hurt. This isn't real life. You know, I'm not going to try and fuck my ex-wife's best friend. That's it. That isn't this because. Well, that, that's a good analogy, Dave, actually. Yeah, exactly. This isn't that because that doesn't hurt the Oilers if I cheered for the flames. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But in real life. I'm proud of you for that analogy. That's a good one. I'm, that's a good but, one. Yeah, I hope you I'm, just came up with that. I hope you didn't think with that one all day and stew about that. That's no, no, one. no, I didn't. That one just came. But if I fuck my ex-wife's best friend, like that's that's for a reason. It's not because I love her. It's because I want to hurt my ex-wife, right? <laughs> that's but a I, very, don't, I don't have that's a an very valid point. I have I have one wife and I, which I still love love dearly, and more and more every day. I hope. Yes, and she doesn't have a sister, so we're good there. <laughs> so i uh i got flames in five maybe six but i got the flame. I, th- I think they're a better hockey club i, I think that goudreau's on a mission i think kachuk's uh right there their defense is bigger and better um i don't got much faith i don't got much faith in duncan keith anymore uh he's invisible Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry, he's, he's a ex ex Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, I don't have much faith in him he's playing defense very well. Uh, Dry sidles on, on a bit on the mend. We've got a like, apparently a high ankle sprain right now. No, I think it's going to be all flames all the time, especially the first two games at home. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think tomorrow's going to be a bit of a bloodbath. Six one, six two, flames kind of deal. Um, I disagree. I really don't know what is going to happen. Um, the flames are such a deeper team. Like they can roll three lines. Like McDavid's not going to be able to play 25 minutes a game. Not with that defense. No, no, No. God, no. Because not against Sutter's big bruising. Yeah. The way he, exactly. Just with a better system and a better approach and, and, and being able to roll lines. I think that uh, the the coaching of Sutter and the depth of Calgary's um, one through three lines is going to be a problem for Edmonton, but I'm still going to say Edmonton in seven. Do you know anybody who's going? I do. Oh, that's good. I you don't know, but I'll I'll tell you off air. Yeah, it's okay. kind of a neat story actually. Okay, that's good. Well, if, if you are planning going to the game, you're thinking about going to the game, you don't have tickets yet. Do I remember that uh, the 1420 podcast? We've hooked up with SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app, and you get 20 bucks off your ticket. I don't know if 20 bucks is going to do you much good because tickets are, wow, they're high price right now, Dave. I went on SeatGeek just to kind of just uh, look a little bit, 
and they're 450, 500 bucks for up in the nosebleed on SeatGeek. So saving 20 bucks, you might want to save that uh, that promo code for somewhere else because my God, saving 20 bucks on 450 might not be worth it. Not in this playoff series. Uh, we, we, we do what we can, you know. It's better than charging an extra 20 bucks, but yeah. if, you're, if you're willing to pay what those prices are, 20 bucks ain't going to make the difference. It might be your gas money, not even your gas money, get up with gas at buck $70,000 a liter now, but whatever. So yeah, anyways, like, like parking or a beer. Yeah, a, a beer, half a beer. Anyways, SeatGeek or SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app to uh, to get yourself 20 bucks off any concerts you might be going to this summer. Purchase ahead of time, baseball, hockey, football, soccer, concerts whatever you got make sure you use uh 1420 pod that's 1420 pod on the seat geek app go flames go i can't believe i just said that but i did um we're a little disappointed but what do you do like i'm divorced like so it's not like you're cheating on me or my team but i maybe think more i think more than anything dave i'm actually just uh i'm just teaming up with my mother she's a long uh, suffering flames fan and she and she's uh, she's cheering. Uh, we might go watch the game with her tomorrow night. So um, just uh, maybe I'm, I'm just joining forces with Margaret tomorrow night. Uh, how is she liking Johnny Hockey these days? A little more than she used to. <laughs> I bet she does. A I bet more than she, she does. The 1420 podcast for viewers sports talking a whole lot. More. 1420 sports podcast for viewers sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, Dave, we've gotten away from this for quite some time. I don't know why. We're only a text message away and a, and a conversation away from Luke's Lock of the Week, a good friend of ours. We've uh, both known him. I've known him my entire, well, I think his entire life I've known him, but he's known me most of his life, and uh, you've known him for a really long time too. But Luke Dave is a good friend of ours. He's a golf connoisseur, knows it all about the PGA Tour. Luke's Lock of the Week. We're happy to have uh, Bodog is a sponsor, so Bodog.com is going to be the sponsor of Luke's Lock of the Week. 1420 Sports Podcast is pleased to have joined for us with Bodog. Uh, whether it be daily wagers, prop bets, casino action, Bodog is the gambling website for you. Click the link on our social media accounts and try to figure the rest of it out, and you're on your way. But remember to bet responsibly. Pad your pockets with Bodog. Dave. We uh, we talk about this guy during the Masters. He crapped his pants on the last day on the whole on the par three twelfth. But for some reason, and Luke will know better than it than we would. He picked Cameron Smith to win the uh, the PGA Championship this weekend. Uh, put down twenty bucks, it gets you four forty on Bodog. So make sure you guys put money down on that. Dave, would you uh, would you agree with Luke's pick on this? A guy gets that close to the Masters, maybe it's something to prove. I know you're not the uh, you, you, you're you not more the uh, X and O's guy when it comes to golf, but between the ears kind of a guy. Uh, do you think a guy can come back from that kind of a disaster at the Masters to have himself a round uh, or a tournament and do, do himself a uh, justice and win himself a PGA Championship? I hope so, because I was cheering for that fucker at, at the Masters. And when he put that, that shit in the drink on whatever it was, was it 12 or 13? And then it, it, he just... 12, yeah, par 3, 12. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it sucked, and and I like seeing someone that I've never heard of win something big as 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 their their first. Even though I I did look up that guy, that Cameron Smith, and he has been a force. Like he's he's been very competitive. He's been in the hunt all the time. But you know what? I I don't know what the odds are on Bodog. I am going to click on it after we uh, get off air tonight. 
I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. That guy has been playing well this whole season. It's been a long time. He, I, Everybody thought he was the next one. He 18, gonna, plus 1,800. That's uh, Jordan Spieth? Yeah. Yeah, so give me uh, – that's where I'm going to put my uh, Emerald Helmet $20 bill. Uh, for our American listeners, Canadian Bunny is colored. The the twenty dollars <laughs> is emerald in color, green. I uh, I'm gonna go against. I'm not, I'm not doubting Luke. Luke's uh, gonna pay a little bit more with Cameron Smith to take that and Luke's lock of the week. I'm gonna go with Rory McIlroy. Um, I think he's long overdue to win a tournament again. Because uh, um, his he's getting a little not long in the tooth, but I think it's time for Rory to win a tournament. He's been uh, the next, like, yeah, he went from the next one to when's he going to do it again, right? He was, he was that guy. He has, I does he have three? He's, he, he's won the British Open. He's won the U.S. Open. And I think that's about it. Like, the, I don't know if he's a PGA or not. I don't, I know he doesn't have a Masters. But anyways. No, for sure, no Masters. But like, I, I, I like Rory and I want him to do better. He seems like he a good guy. I believe so as well. You know, and then, you know, he doesn't uh, seem high on the horse. He doesn't because he probably had like he's got more money than we're ever going to see, obviously. But he seems like he'd have a pint with you after a round of golf or see you on the golf course. Hey, man, how's it going? Or at, at a hockey game or a baseball game. And he wouldn't be unapproachable. I, I, I 100% agree with that, uh, with that, uh, that train of thought. And, and, why not? Why not let a guy that I like, I think that would be a good guy to have a pint with. Why, why can't I, uh, why can't I cheer for him? Speeth, I don't even know if like, ah, the one thing about him, I do know he's a bit of a Jesus freak in which I don't like in my athletes, but <laughs> he seems like a really good guy. He seems like a good guy. You know what? I'm always going to put five bucks down on, uh, Oh fuck. And now the, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. The Puma guy that wins, uh, that wears the bright orange and yellow and stuff. Oh, like Rick. That. Rick Fowler. Rick, Ricky Fowler. God, I want that fucker to win a major. So I'm going to put five Little bucks Ricky on him. Fowler. Little Ricky Fowler. Just win one. Fuck, you got so many fans out there. and They all dress like you. But I don't know if they're dressing like you anymore, Ricky. But just just do that. I'm going to put five, 20 on, uh, 20 on, uh, on uh, Spieth and five bucks on uh, old Ricky Fowler. Little Ricky Fowler. Anyways, Luke's lock of the week. Like we said, he uh, we were going to do this on a more consistent basis. On the Bulldogs, the sponsor of the fourteen twenty podcast. And so, but Luke's lock of the week is uh, Cameron Smith at plus twenty two hundred. Put down twenty and get you four forty uh, on this week's PGA Championship. Dave, uh, we'll get off the golf situation here a bit. We we touched on it a while ago. Um, a guy who continues to not do himself many favors and maybe he should just maybe just take a lap and go away like to Tom Cruise Island and just Phil Mickelson once again. Oh, I was going to ask. Out of his was, own way. Was, was Bodog's paid No, because he's, he's withdrawn from the tournament because the PGA alleged, or he said he wasn't going to play, which I find it hard to believe that a returning champion wouldn't come back. Um, cause he did win at the age of 52 last year. I find it hard to believe that he said he wasn't going to play. I'm thinking more as a PGA said to him, you could probably just stay away for a while. 
I don't know. You know what? I think the PGA wouldn't. I I don't think they can say stay away. I think they well, they can and they do. I'm fairly certain. Uh, not a man of his stature. I think Phil just isn't ready to face the music. He is not ready to face the music of 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 his. <laughs> he's not ready to uh, cast the checks that is uh, his mouth wrote. Right. Yeah. He he spotted off, and now he's just. And then when you get to the tournament. You have to talk to reporters. You have to do this. Like, there's no asking for interviews. There's no how about a quick sit down, unless he's ready to sit down. And and I, I'm assuming he has uh, friends on the tour. You have to. I think he had friends on the tour. Had uh, is the operative word there. But there still has to be some tight guys there, like um. With Rom, remember when Rom won uh, that big tournament and he got the seat for his wife when they went into overtime for Rom's wife, and he was a good guy and and clearly he's a uh, he has a, a friendship and a relationship with John Rom, um, but at the end of the day, he said those things and a lot of the guys on the tour, um, which I guess you have to look at it from a pro sports um, standpoint, these are kind of his teammates. We're all in the same, we're all in the same business striving towards the same goal, which is maximizing money for the players. And he shit on that. He pulled down his pants and he took a big old wall squat deuce and toss. Yeah, he yeah, really, really watch did. this. Is that what that's what he did? And and until he's his own the, debts that he's occurred from gambling problems and everything else, a lot of whatever. And, and, it's, it's, and it's and we're not even making this up. These are well documented things now. This isn't even 1420 bullshit. This is actually documented. And now shit's coming out that he lost in a four-year period, he lost 40 million dollars in gambling. I don't know if none of these wins came through. I have no idea. Um, like, surely he had to have some wins in there, and maybe that's just what was going out of his account. His expenses I, are bigger I, than wins, right? I mean, jet, I, I, yeah. jet, jet, jet fuel is not cheap. Yeah, and and I don't know what happened there, but $40 million is a chunk of fucking change, and he ain't making $40 mil now because after he took that big old shit, a lot of his sponsors says thanks for your service. Well, don't we know where to find you? Crazy. And then I, I read today as well that he asked for permission to play in one of these Saudi events in London. And he needs PGA permission. Or else he, he can't come back. That, that, that's pretty much true. Back. That's pretty much tour wide. They say if, if any of you guys go, you ain't coming back. Because mm-hmm. the PGA is the only game in town. And they, they have the, the they have the, the strength. And the wherewithal to do that. They can say, okay, don't come back. If you want to go, fucking go. We don't need you. The PJ Tour is that big. They, they don't, it doesn't matter who plays. It doesn't. Because the, there's so many players who win. Because the, the, the big guys like Dustin Johnson's not going to this, this Saudi tour. Yeah, it's big, it's big money. But the, the guys who win on the PJ Tour, they ain't going because their money's good. The it's the lesser known guys that are going to go and play in the Saudi tour because the money's big. And if they, they win once, they're, they're set for life. The rest of these guys aren't going 
And they're like, well, why, why would we go? Because we're, we're, we're well compensated on the PGA tour. Like, why would we? Why would we? And then, and then where's our legacy? If, if we want to do that, because, know, I, because no matter what golfers, because individual individualistic sport, no matter what golfers want to win the majors and they especially want to put on a green jacket. And it, yes, the PGA tour isn't, isn't necessarily associated or in cahoots with the masters, but I'm thinking that if the Masters guys said you ain't coming, if you go go there, we're not. That's my opinion. I, that's I, I'm just saying that that's what I, what I think is going to happen. Yeah, it's it's one of those things though because um, it's I think it's called the LIC. Um, the Saudi. I'm going to call it the Saudi Tour, but I think the actual name, the acronym for it, is the LIC, and and. The Saudis are, are are the main backers with a lot of fucking money, and then I guess you have to make your choice if you're if you're not chasing majors, like where do I stand the chance of making the most money? And I don't like know a guy like okay Sergio he said he would go because he said he actually couldn't wait to go because he's sick of the PGA, and and his career has got to be coming to an end so now he can maximize his, his uh, bank account. Mm-hmm. He's got some majors already, and he's not winning on, on the PGA Tour. So why not go and maximize your what your earnings? I get I it. When we say maximize, like I, I got him, I got to guess Serge has like eighty to hundred million dollars in the bank already. Oh fuck, that might be light. That's yeah, hockey. Like, like that's that's really good hockey player money. Like he, he, he had more than one good hockey player money. So 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 where is the line? Where do you where do you yeah. legacy? You know, I guess. And he already has he already has majors, so I guess he's like, well, if I want more, I want more. I don't. Yeah. I don't... So yeah, neither do I. I don't understand what the draw might be because if you're a top fifty player for ten years on the PGA, you got twenty mil in the bank. Oh, more. You than got that. to. Well, you know, like I I don't know what it is. Like a top twenty, like for ten years, yeah. top fifty for ten years, you got you're set for life. The You're sponsorships those guys up. get from from the sponsorship deals those guys get is, is astronomical. Right, you know, like during golf season, they don't touch their fucking wallet. No, and yeah, and and so what? Like you're just accruing wealth the entire time, and then so what's what's the big deal of now paying for instead of a, a three uh, a ten million dollar purse? Now we're paying for a twenty million dollar purse. I already got forty in the bank. Like, yeah. like, fuck. Like, and then now I can't win a U.S. Open. Now I can't win a Masters. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I understand that it's more money, but to what end? Yeah, no, it's odd. Money's a the dirtiest word in the English language. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of money, go to Bodog. Go to our social media accounts: Twitter, Facebook. Uh, try to get it on the Instagram account as well, and uh, make sure you go to Bodog. Click on our, uh, click on the link, and then uh, sign up. Go to to uh, the PGA Tour. It's really quite easy. I figured it out. I'm not a betting guy, but I figured it out quite easy. Uh, put twenty bucks down on Cam Smith, Luke's lock of the week on Bodog. Twenty bucks get you four forty, and uh, go from there. The fourteen twenty sports podcast and Bodog.au for beer, water, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Just be responsible. That's, That's all right. we ask. Yeah, don't be a lunatic. Just don't bet, bet within your means. Don't blame us if you don't. Don't bet what you can't lose. That's even better, better advice, Dave. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I try. Good point.
<laughs> He's such a grown-up. At times. Dave, some exciting times in the 1420 Sports Podcast world. Two years, almost two years of doing this show. we got some good sponsors now with SeatGeek and Bodog and everything else. Uh, we're also going to change up our logo a little bit. Uh, the producer, the original producer, not the one who actually does the work behind the scenes with Jim. She's uh, finishing up the finishing touches on the new logo design. And we got uh, our beer coming out from Hell's Basement Brewery. The the uh, the labels are all done. They're just going to start canning it and getting that ready for us in the, in the coming week ahead. So that'll be uh, out for public consumption. It's, it's good. I've had a taste. It's uh, quite a tasty little beverage for sure. So looking forward to that. So some really good things happening for the 1420 Sports Podcast. We really appreciate everybody who's uh, uh, been behind us since day one. Uh, it, it gets tough this time of year for us to, to get shows out, social life. Um, summertime, I got baseball going on. Dave, you got uh, Jasper's baseball and your social life going on camping and family and kids and everything else. But we'll keep putting shows out there. As long as you guys keep listening, we're uh, more than happy to keep doing it and pressing forward with the with the show. Uh, Dave, you got a would you rather. I got a would you rather. I posted on this social media account earlier, on the Twitter account earlier on. But uh, Dave, you go ahead with your would you rather. I'll give you mine and we'll call her night for tonight's show. Okay, well, I got two tonight. Um, I was thinking and I was watching that uh, that Flames-Dallas game. So you're a fan of your team. Would you rather watch your team win um, comfortably, win in a blowout, or win in an OT, and you're watching this game? What would you rather as a fan? Ooh, okay, that game the other night, Dave. I'll just say I, okay. When I when I when I say comfortably, it's kind of like the Oilers in their game seven win, like that. With that, they the were never behind. Goal. It was never an issue. You kind of had a feeling they were going to win. Uh, but it was, then a, when, it was a close game. Like they could always go another way. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But when they with, with five minutes left, there was no doubt. Yeah, it was over. You're celebrating. Hugging, do you want that? Five, yeah. Do you want that five bit. minutes of no doubt, or do you want a blowout, or would you rather watch it and 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 live in OT? I don't want the blowout because half of the fun of the playoffs is the anticipation of it all. I mean, like those two I, NBA game sevens. What yeah. a fucking joke! Disaster. Fuck you, NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the thing about the uh, the the well, playoffs is the as a fanatic <laughs> as I am. Um, it's the the build up to a game seven throughout the the end of game six, right? The, the drop of the puck or the first pitch of game seven. I I would rather a really close game. Um, oh, my old heart can't take extra innings or overtime that much. So like I was very excited. I was having a good time watching that Flames game the other night um, with Deanne and her brother. Um, but I can't imagine how my mom's uh, poor heart was doing. And I don't think my poor heart could have been that, that well. I would rather, I don't want. No. Reckon I, one, two, three. What do you want? Comfortable I, blowout OT. I don't want blowout. I want comfortable. I want to be able to celebrate for a longer duration of time. I don't want the, the, the I don't want it. No, I want I, I want the comfortable win. I don't want to blow it at all. I want to be able to enjoy it for the moment because we're getting old too, Dave. I don't need to to have that game going it to, to 10 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at night because I, I still want to have a good time and celebrate celebrate the win. I want a comfortable win. There, there's your answer. 
I 100% agree. Like, that's mine. Like, the way the Oilers did it the other day with it was a close game. It was tense. You had to watch it right to the end. And then when McDavid scores that goal with, what, four or five minutes left. Yeah. And then, then whew, you can exhale. Have an extra relax, beverage. And celebrate. Yes. Yeah. We got it. We we got it. We won it. We did it. We did it. And and But, like, you know, the blowout. And then after that, I would have a blowout because then, like, it's like, oh, fuck, I don't have to worry about this. I can sleep. Like, you can almost turn it off. Even, you almost turn it off, but you can go to bed. See, but then the OT, oh, oh, my old heart can't take that anymore. The old heart, and you still might lose. You never know. And yeah. the joy of, of winning that game. Yes, you're happy. The joy is the, the joy is almost usurped by a sense of relief than it is yes. the joy of winning. It's like thank God we didn't lose. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's yeah. It, you, uh, you we sure stepped on a pile of shit there. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck, that goal at Ottinger almost fucked us. Yeah. Right. That's what. You that's know? what I'm sure. That's what mom was like on on Sunday night because I know my sister was out of her mind. We were texting back and forth during the game, and she was going out of her head on Vancouver Island for that. Dave, I got one for you. Uh, next uh, Thursday night here in Lethbridge is the uh, start of WCBL season, an actual WCBL season. It's a, for people who don't know, it's a college wood ba- uh, baseball season, ba- uh, college wood bat baseball. It's good. It's a high caliber baseball part second, probably second best league in Canada. Um, there'll be 2000 people in the building on, on, on Thursday night. Dave, if you were given the opportunity to throw out the first pitch, uh, and you go out there, the ceremony of the first pitch, they got the catcher out there. I don't know what his name is. And you go out there, they, they put the ball in your hand and you're standing on the mound. I would hope not in front and you're on the mound. Dave, would you rather airmail it over the catcher? He doesn't even have a chance to catch it or to hop it to the catcher. What would you rather do? I know oh, you'd rather get in his mitt, but which one I'm would gonna, you rather do? Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hit the glove. It's not gonna be well, like it's not gonna be a strike, it's not gonna be heat. It's a I will hit the glove. I guarantee goddamn T that. I would rather ah I I think I'd rather two hop it than airmail it. But yeah, because I think if you if you two hop it, you tried to throw a strike. It came a little low, but I think yeah. if you air, I think if you airmail it, you're a guy who's out there with his white sunglasses on, trying to show that he's still got it. A little little testosterone and, and, and just no clue and no clue. I'm and just going to throw wherever. I don't like just, look at me. Look, like, look at my look yeah. at my arm from high school. Yeah, right on. Man. Yeah, it just is just completely unathletic. Whereas a two hopper, at least like it's you might have tried to throw a strike. You tried to keep it down the zone. Everything Something. else. Or you threw a curve when you were 14, you try to throw a curve to be cocky, right? I had the, like, I, I throw, like, I'm, I'm playing that league, guys, you know. So I throw uh, balls back to the, uh, the pitcher all the time from behind home plate. So, but I had the opportunity to, uh, to do it when I lived in Madison, had a few years back before I got back in the umpire game to throw out the opening pitch. Some friends of mine set it up to, to do it for my birthday. And uh, I got up there and the, uh, the, I was sitting on the, the Mavericks bench and the players, I didn't know who they were doesn't much matter and they they looked at me they go you're not going to throw it that far i'm like what i said it's 60 feet man there's, there's no way you can make it and they were they were having fun with me as, as i was getting ready to go out there and i got up the mound i was like 
don't bounce it, don't bounce it, don't bounce it. And I threw a pretty good pitch. It was, it was a little bit high in the zone, but I would call it a strike. But it, it worked out pretty well, and we got a good picture of it anyways. But no, it's it, it's fucking nerve-wracking, man. Even if it was in front of only like 2,000 people, I couldn't imagine trying to do it in front of 60,000. I couldn't did imagine. You, did you see the one uh, for the Mets? The guy was late getting out when Scherzer got to the mound. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm here now. And Scherzer's buddy. like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> and that's on them the Mets game day staff. Like oh, that's, yeah, that's not, bad. Yeah, like like Scherzer, I, I get it. A, a big a big name pitcher is a bit of an asshole, and you got to be a bit of an asshole to be a pitcher like him. But he did nothing wrong. Like, fuck you. My <laughs> time, my start time, my start time. Yeah. This is my dirt now. Yeah. yeah. You got one more day, one more would you rather, and we'll call her a night. Okay, I got one more. Okay, you're 32 years old and a major league ball player, and you're a free agent. The Korean League says we will pay you four years at four million dollars, and your best offer in the major league baseball is one year at two and a half. When you're 32 years old, do you take do you gamble on yourself and play and pay uh, play one year at two and a half mil? Or you take that 16 mil and go play in Korea for four years. I probably played in the big leagues already. If I'm 32 and still surviving in the big leagues, I probably have a seven or eight year career at a million dollars, not even probably four or five million dollars minimum at that point already. Um, 16 million is still 16 million dollars. Oh man. So because if you come back, you're 36, you ain't getting another you ain't getting another contract. But playing in the big leagues is so much better playing in the KBO or the Japanese league or what. It's still the big leagues. Like that's what every player strives to play in. But 16 million bucks is still 16 million bucks. But you're gone for four. You're gone for four and you ain't coming back. You might get a swung song for. No, you're not coming back. Um, I've probably already made. Oh, you know, four mil ain't big money anymore, right? Like, so you probably got, I'm going to say, 70 million in salary already up to 32. I stay in the big leagues. Hopefully, I, I've, I've procured enough money to that point where I don't. If I'm chasing a champ, fuck. A lot of ifs and buts are kind of nuts here, right? Um, right. 16 yeah, smell. Sixteen yeah. smell. Still sixteen smell. Um, let's say you want. Let's say you want it. You already got a ring. You got a ring when you were twenty-eight. I'm staying in the. I, that I'm staying in the big leagues. I'm staying in the big leagues. I. I'm staying. No. No. Money ring. No, I'm staying in the big leagues. That's that, that's where. You, that's where you decide you're going to play. And you know what? Um, sixteen million. Still sixteen million. But you know what? As a sports guy and a guy who when he was a young a young strapping lad wanted to play professional sports your goal is to, to play in the big leagues whether it's baseball hockey nhl major league baseball the nfl whatever your goal is to play in the big leagues not in the kbo or the cfl or whatever the fuck you wanted to play in the best league in the world which is major league baseball i'm staying in the big leagues 100 percent. this is yeah i have no idea what kind of 
like if this even happens, I imagine players like uh, Yasiel Puig is that's where he's playing right now, right? Yeah. But he's but like, and it's not because of uh, lack of talent; it's because of lack of headspace. Yeah, the, the, it's it's that eight inch between his ears that's a little bit different. And when like I've seen a couple highlight reels from him, he still has game. Yeah, but you know, I can't believe there isn't a team that wouldn't have him on. on like, there's something not right there. There, there there's a team out there's got to want him on this team. Either he is still like he he has the physical tools. It's yeah. something between the ears or something. Something there, there's fucking something. There's for sure yeah. fucking something. Um, you know, at the age of thirty-two, I got a ring as a bit player, and two and a half million is you know I'm not a difference maker. I'm one of those guys. Let's pay for gas for the year. <laughs> what gas no, is now? But, yeah. You know, like depending on my family situation, I think I would. I think I would take that four years at 16 mil and go to Korea. I think it would be a blast. Culturally, yeah. Cultural and, you know, just figure shit out and you're over in a different part of the world. And it depends on your mindset. I'm a bit more adventurous than the next person. I think it would be wacky. I think your, your, your endorsement potential would be absolutely crazy. You're not getting into the Hall of Fame. It's not the best league in the world, but but you're a big enough name that they're willing to pay you that kind of money. Yeah. It's I think it would be a nice way to kind of finish maybe off. Maybe put it to put a bow on your career, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You Do know, they have light over there. If you want it, they'll get it. I guess. Anyways. No, it's a good question, to- Dave. Like I I don't know. I I would decide to me, I would send the big leagues for one more ring or one more. One more game at Yank Stadium or at Wrigley or whatever. I, I just uh, maybe I'm more of a, a baseball romantic that way. I just would want to stay in the big leagues. That's just me, I guess. Because well, if, if you're a baseball romantic, you just want to play competitive baseball as long as you can, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good question. We'll put it out to the fans out there. Let us know what you guys think. What you would do? Uh, would you rather? We'll hashtag that. We'll put it out on. On Twitter, we'll put that question. That's it. We'll put that out on Twitter tonight, or Jim can put it out there tomorrow morning. We'll figure it out in in the upcoming uh, few hours. But no, Dave, fun show tonight. Battle of Alberta coming up this week. The next uh, 10, 12 days, how it's going to last. It's going to be uh, it's going to be different around Alberta here. The people that uh, that you might have thought were your enemies might become your friends, or you might have thought your friends might become your enemies in a different, more light way than, than it has been the last two years. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be glued to television for the for, for uh, to watch Oilers and Flames games like I haven't been since, geez, 1991. Man, it's going to be good. It's almost impossible for me to get my head around the fact that it's been 31 years since the last time this has happened. Yeah, it's and I because I, I grew up with it. This is yeah. what hockey playoff is. It's what it was. What it was year after year. It seemed and there's just a play- every fucking year. If there was something, these two teams were were on a collision course all the time. It's been 31 years. Battle of Alberta, man. It's going to be fucking great. Like and it's going to be great. Hold on to your hat. There's going to be one game where it's going to be really hairy, I think. Like, really, really hairy. There's going to be a Kachuk something something stupid going on, and, and Lucic is going to do something. I think there's going to be one game where it is 1986 all over again. Does Bodog have a staff for shenanigans? I'm sure they do. Prop bets Flames, everywhere, man. Flames, Oilers, shenanigans. Game that, that three. Just, yeah. 
Well, we're gonna find out. Like, uh, we're, we are gonna find out. And yeah, like there's there's gonna be a parlay about penalty minutes over under Luch, Kachuk, Cassie, and something. We'll find it. Who do people in Red Deer cheer for? Edmonton. Are they Edmonton people? I think I think uh, Lethbridge is more Flames. Calgary is obviously Calgary. Red Deer is more Edmonton than North of Edmonton. It's all Edmonton. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know that, but that's what I think. Yeah, we'll find, we're going to find out in a few next few days because the news cycle is going to be great. Anyways, Dave, Battle of Alberta this week. Bulldog, Seat Geek, 1420, all partnered up. It's going to be a, a good summer. Lots going on. 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself media round. Keep your sick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim, please. Go, Flames, go. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! That's for you, Mom. Funny guy. Even though you don't listen, I know that. Uh, we love you, Mark. But Have a good night, man. folks. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 